Sean, I can take that course score if you're done with it. Oh, yes. Thanks. One last thing. One last thing to knock over. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't do it. In this show, like the only thing we do better than drink is knock stuff over in the studio. No. (laughs) I I hit the ceiling. You shot a corkscrew into our ceiling. (laughs) The corkscrew. Welcome to Brose, built for tough. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rose. To my right, sorta ish center, Rich Sweeten. Hello. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey everybody. And to my further right, reporting live from my couch, Mr. Tim Hansen. Yay, I made it! And, hey. and Tim, now normally, just having your presence live would be enough. We have a special guest bro here tonight. Reporting to my far, 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 far right. Also on the couch, it's getting real cozy over there. Our good friend, frequent listener, and frequent contributor, Mr. James Holland. Yay! Yay! Peeking all over the place. Fuck out of these microphones. How you doing, James? Good. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Thank you for joining us on a a surprise occasion. So, so pull back the curtain a little bit. Um, uh, Friend of the show, Martha Dietz. Um, that is not her name anymore. Sorry, uh, Martha Tim <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> you took your name. So, um, so uh, who came with us? Long story about this, but basically, Martha's in the studio and in the house as well, uh, and notified us hey, about a half hour ago or so. Hey, uh, you guys have a surprise guest. Well, first of all, she took a phone call from who we later found out to be James, and then just hung up the phone and says, you have a surprise guest, <laughs> and he's here. <laughs> and then James just comes in, and it, 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 it could not be a more pleasant surprise. Well, I'm happy to be here. Absolutely, um, man. I'm happy how, to have you. How, how are you doing tonight? I am so great. Now, I am so happy to finally be behind the curtain. This is the, you, you did it. You're, you're finding out how the sausage is made, how the fudge is packed. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for just abject disappointment. <laughs> Front to back. So far, so good, uh, as far as abject disappointment is concerned. But, uh, but you, you didn't come alone, because you have a box not. as well. I, I do, yes. So, and we don't know what, first of all, the two boxes, if I'm not mistaken. There right? are. There are these two random boxes that we were uh, approached with. And we don't know what's in them. James, can you can you enlighten us? <gasps> well, I sure can. Oh. Da, da, so, da, da. Martha and I mm-hmm. made you guys. Whoa! From the preservation. Oh, oh <laughs> so, James, tell us. So, James, this is a beautiful looking rosé. Well, thank you, sir. So, so uh, broversation, actually. So, so. The official rosé of the brosé <laughs> podcast. My goodness. Oh, my God. I'm going to pass this bad boy around. So, James, so you, you really make excited. your own wine and your own beer. I do, yes. Oh, oh my, my God. God. This, this is the, remarkable. This, this is the second wine I have Fully ridiculous. This is so cool. This is cool. so cool. Now, James, I'm, I'm going to allow you to explain it, but I'm going to take a quick guess here. Just based on the color and based on the number of times we've talked about it, does this rosé have Grenache grapes in it? Uh, I have actually no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, Okay, so take us through this a little bit. Sure. So, um, you know, I listen to the podcast all the time, and I know that Richie is celiac, so he can't have beer. And traditionally, I only make beer. Mm-hmm. So I got thinking maybe I could do, like, a rosé cider. Uh, and I thought that would be pretty cool. So I texted Martha the one day, and I was asking if anybody had any kind of, like... Uh, shellfish allergies because normally you would clear those things with a, a product that comes from shellfish um and she's like well hey why don't we just make a wine instead of a cider because you know 
That is what they drink. That is, in fact, the premise of the show. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I went online and found a kit, and uh, we got together, we made it, and then we bottled it, and then we labeled it, did all this fancy nonsense, and end result... It's a beautiful. Describe the picture because you're, you're really good with this. It's a beautiful looking bottle it is and a beautiful label. Truly, it's it is an uh, it is a winery like a, like a little a vineyard. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful kind of rustic uh, portrait. It is. This is like honestly blowing me away. So it's called Proversation. Um, and Sean, you've got the bottle in front of you. How about you just read a little bit of the? Uh, do do or, you a know, paragraph. No, 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 let's, well, let's each do a paragraph. Do okay, each do a paragraph. Um, I, I should get reading music on, but I don't have time. So, uh, Sean, how about you read the first paragraph of the so, tasting notes? The official rosé of the Brosé podcast. Mm-hmm. Broversation. The wine for those who like to drink podcasts? No, no, wait, for podcasts that drink? We we may have indulged while writing this label, but we digress. <laughs> this one's one of my favorites. Broversation is an all-around rosé. And every rosé. If you will, it pairs best with Chiquita Bananas, <laughs> Hawaiian Pizza, Bros, and Huevos. 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 Uh, wait, strike that last bit. <laughs> not too sweet and not too dry. Broversation was handmade by Tits and Jams in the finest six-gallon plastic bucket they could find to appeal to all the bros and their varied tastes. Beautiful. Is there any more, James? There is. Okay, yes. go ahead. We like to say the best things in life can't be bought, and neither can Broversation. Have a glass. What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, legitimately, this is this is one of the best things that ever happened on this show. Uh, thank you so much. Of course, this is amazing. Very good. So, uh, Matt, there's uh, one little last bit right at the bottom oh. that needs to be read as well. Oh, just one second here, real quick. Uh, Warning, may cause intoxication, blindness, good conversation, and or the sudden appearance of additional penises. <laughs> I, I just thought it wow. was a generic warning, so I didn't read it. <laughs> Tim is... thought that like, even though it's like just made in James's house, it's like, well, by law, he has to put it on. <laughs> it's got to be there, right? <laughs> Surgeon General and everything. Yeah. Well, this is great. Thank you so much, yeah, James. That's a, an amazing gift. This is wild. Now, we, we all did bring our own wines for this episode. We, we'd be remiss did if we, we didn't indulge in this at some point. Well, some of us did. Uh, but but certainly this is this is go- man this well, is I I, yeah. I legitimately don't even know what to say. Well, wait, Matt. <laughs> there's more. There's <gasps> more because each of you guys get three bottles. Whoa! Whoa! God, <laughs> and that's gonna last me all tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and co-conspirator will get some bottles as well. Co-conspirator is Martha's rap name. Hi, <laughs> honey. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. This is this is an awesome gift. Thank this you is, to the both of you. Thank, thank you, you so James. much. Thank you Absolutely guys so much. awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, that's the end of the Brose podcast. We, we, like, <laughs> we have our own Brose. <laughs> yeah, where are we, we going? What, from what was the point of this podcast if not to have our own wine? <laughs> this is absolutely unbelievable. So that that's great. So thank you again so much. Um, but listen, we have to get into the Broversation. Yeah. Yeah, back to our regularly scheduled program. Our regularly scheduled program. nonsense right mm-hmm. here. So, uh, before we continue, just a you reminder. Said program, to right? Uh, sure. Yeah. Program. <laughs> regularly scheduled. Regularly scheduled program. program. So, uh, for for those of you who don't normally listen to the Brose podcast, we picked a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but thank you again for listening to the Brose podcast. Available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else refined podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, the premise of the show as we alluded to earlier, is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And if you have a question you'd like to email to the show, just email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. All right, now, bros, before we proceed into 
the wines and the questions and all that. Mm-hmm. There's another there's another crucial piece of business that we have to attend to, which is uh, Sean for for the last you know eight plus months, <laughs> we've been discussing, ruminating on, and pontificating about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. We indeed have. Now we're recording this on Monday, uh, February what? This fifteenth, seventeenth. Fifteenth was two days ago. I'm in a time warp. <laughs> uh, but on this day, Monday, February seventeenth. Uh, the four of us bros, uh, along with uh, esteemed guests such as uh, Martha Dietz and uh, frequent uh, football contributor Jacob Sutherland, <laughs> uh, went to see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. We did. Yes. Now, I want to open it up. You know, we I, I, again. I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Six and a half Oscars is the over under. <laughs> so that's my reaction to it. But uh, I, 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 I'll I, take the over. <laughs> I, it, I, I would as well. It we, is currently the highest grossing video game movie opening weekend of all time. Which is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going up against like, Doom and, and Mario Brothers. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But it also well, beat Resident Pikachu. Evil too, right? Resident yeah, Evil. Detective Pikachu, yeah. Detective Pikachu was the last leader with 48 million or something like that in opening weekend. Wow. And this surpassed that on like midday Sunday. Is this adjusted for inflation? <laughs> Over the last year. <laughs> I mean, it's just right here. <laughs> All right, so Sean, I, I want to start with you. This is, this is you were riding or dying with Sonic 2020. <laughs> Originally Sonic 2019 until the, until the massive redesign that you came out fervently against. I did, I did. Um, your thoughts on the Sonic well, the Hedgehog so movie. So I want to lead with Jacob loved the movie. Okay. So if you are an 11-year-old boy... It's, it is exactly yes. your speed. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was honestly, speed. it was exactly nice. <laughs> it was exactly what it should have been. Like it was, it was light. It was extraordinarily predictable, but it was like, it was just fun. It was stupid and I loved it. Like yeah. it was just, it was nice kind of turn off your brain popcorn movie. It was, yeah. it had, and it had the, the special effects were very good. Mm-hmm. The like, there was a lot of action scenes that were really well done. And it wasn't like, I think there's a lot of movies now kind of fall into that it's like a sensory overload kind of thing when too much shit's going on. You don't really understand, but this one, they did a good job of like, it's good balance, but you had had a lot of action scenes, a lot of like driving scenes and everything, but it was good, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. Oh, and also Jim Carrey fucking owned. He was awesome. Chewed the scenery, crushed it, but I didn't show you guys. I forgot because I got there late. Okay. Hold on. Okay. I came. Oh, is he wearing yeah. Sonic socks? Sonic socks. Oh, it's a blue awesome. sock with Sonic's eyes on it. And it's, it's got the fa- fur oh spikes coming off the oh, back. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. My feet were cosplaying. You came ready. <laughs> first first thing I said when I woke up this morning was, do I have a Sonic shirt? Yeah. Fuck, I don't uh, have a Sonic shirt. <laughs> Rich, what were your thoughts on the movie? I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, a, like you said, it's a fun movie. It's silly. It hits all the nostalgia points properly. And it, like, it doesn't, like, it overindulges in itself respectively like it knows what it is there are knowing little nuggets like little yeah. little nods to the audience and little p- bits of fan service yeah. like you, you, you see like, egg, you know robotnik has all these egg little machines and egg robots so eventually scientists calling him Eggman. Yeah. um you know the music at the there's music at the end of one of the last scenes it's the green hill zone music um the, the town is called green hills yeah. <laughs> donuts because yep. of Sonic Two, was it with the special stage? Yeah, the, they, they the, had the donuts on the spinning thing. donut. Yeah. yeah, Tim, what did you what did you think? I thought for a movie about someone so fast, it was very well paced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, nice. no, it was really good. Uh, yeah. The little bits of nostalgia were great. Uh, I thought that the witty banter wasn't too overly obnoxious. Yeah, 
it it could have been a lot worse. Like as far as yeah. the, the witty banner, I yeah. think they, they they struck it the the right chord, the right number of pop culture references. I I mean, you notice like the the the, the little like promotions that they throw in, like they mentioned the Olive Garden like seven times. Yeah, uh, so you pick up on things like that. But uh, but no, it was a perfectly good kids movie. <laughs> Jim Carrey is a great kids movie villain <laughs> and i hope they make another one of these and they probably will because there's a, a little spoiler at the end uh yeah forget it you know what they've, they've already it's, announced they saved the day they've already announced due to this opening weekend they're working on sequels yeah jim carrey wanted to do one even before the movie came out he's like i would like to do another one yeah. which is good because I mean, at the end of the movie i'm, I'm just gonna do it tail shows up in a post credit scene <laughs> i was the happiest I could have ever been. Not was, true. The happiest you could have ever been, but not the happiest person in the theater because in the back row, there were a bunch of kids who were just screaming as soon as Taylor showed up awesome. on the screen. Which made me even more happy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> being a middle child, I yeah. always had to play as Robin or Tails. <laughs> so they're my favorite characters. Yeah. They did. I loved, I loved all the children in there just like loving it. They were they're pumped. Just, they were stoked. They were stoked. That's my favorite. Like there were parts I legitimately chuckled at. Um, and then, I mean, the kids were just like, oh yeah, you know, Sonic farted. But like, and they were then like, you know, there's, but there's, it was a, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, James, you did not see it, but uh, your thoughts. Um, I, I definitely agree with each and every one of you on every single thing that that's, you said. That's, listen, the, the secret to getting reinvited onto this show, keep saying shit like that. <laughs> it's either so, the right answer or you should probably get your brain checked. Or, or if, if you don't actually agree, just say you weren't paying attention because none of us really do. Who? Um, what did you say? Ex- exactly. Last piece of business on this subject. Are we willing to say... That Sonic the Hedgehog is the official movie of the Brose podcast. I think it was the official movie of the Brose yeah. podcast before it came before out. The re- yeah, before, before the, the redesign, remake. already there. We gave it more hype than like their marketing team. <laughs> like, Honestly, it's, truly. it's incredible. Uh, it's like this and Josh. Like we just powered the. Honestly, I think we can take credit for their opening weekend. I, oh, yeah, one hundred percent. We yeah, are welcome. Most of most you're, of the gross is us. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, well, so before we get to the questions, real quick, let's go over the wines that we're drinking that aren't Broversation, uh, which is just continuing to just blow every synapse in my brain <laughs> i am tickled pink i know uh sean let's start with you what are you drinking tonight? um okay so this is another one where there are so many words and rosada was the only one i'm sure isn't the name so it's a <laughs> uh, saladini palastri uh mm-hmm. marsh indicazione geographica tipica wow uh, All right, moving on to Rich. Consenso. <laughs> so it's a it's Consenso, I guess, a 2014 wine that was fairly cheap and doesn't taste like anything. So that's where we are. That's that's it. The budget conscious, non headache inducing <laughs> for now. Yeah, rosé. Uh, Rich, what are you drinking? Uh, Sean, that is Les Allies, right? Is that how I pronounce it? Uh, or like Allié? Allié. Uh, Grenache rosé, Vin de France. <laughs> uh, Rich took the Grenache grape thing to heart and just found a wine called Grenache <laughs> and went with it. I was like, we like it. Yeah. And I've I've had a few sips. It's 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 decent. I, I enjoy it. Solid. All right. Now, Mr. Hansen. Yes. <laughs> Although it's the middle of February, your birthday is within the next three weeks. And by rule of law, that means that you don't have to drink rose this session. You can drink whatever the hell you want. So of course I'm not gonna drink rose. Of course, because you even fighting this part of the show, <laughs> the central tenet of this podcast since, since we started. started. Since before, before we started, it was like, I want to drink something else. We said, no, <laughs> the name of the show is Brose. <laughs> you can't. But because it's your birthday, you've decided to bring. Uh, I brought this lovely bottle mm-hmm. of Glenn Levitt, mm-hmm. 18 year, uh, which was a gift 
from everyone at my bachelor party. Yep. Uh, and it is delicious. Yep. I, Glenn Livett, the, the normal one, which I believe is a 12-year, was like like the, my first go-to scotch. Like yep. I knew I liked Johnny Walker, but it wasn't like, I want, I'm going to go buy myself a bottle of Black Label. I never did that. Mm-hmm. But I, I would go out of my way to buy myself Glenn Livett to make sure I had some in the house. You originally introduced me to Glenn Livett years ago. I, I, I wasn't really a big scotch drinker at the time, and I... Man, it was good. It was like that and the Dalmore were the two that you introduced me to. Oh, Dalmore, you introduced me to. You found that in uh, Disney World. Who got? No, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, I that's bought right. You I got, the cigar malt. That's for right. That's right. That's right. I was like, that's because we tried it. At, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So the Glen Livid is treating you well so far. The uh, 18 years. It, it's so good. Oh, God. So <laughs> good, 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 good. Now, James, now obviously we, we did not prepare you for this because we didn't know you were going to be here. <laughs> but. Uh, you've drank something from my fridge, uh, which is... <laughs> yes, it is Prophecy. 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 <laughs> so this marks like the seventh time we've had Prophecy on this show. <laughs> How do you like it so far? It is, It is. you know what? I'm going to say it's better than Braveridge. Whoa, Ooh. above Braveridge. I love it. I love it. Good. Um, I'm drinking... It's a head snapper. Uh, it's a sparkling rosé from Italy. Uh, it's uh, the, the notes on the back say lively and fruity. Our sparkling rosé is bursting with aromas of roses, flavors of white peaches and juicy strawberries, and concludes with an exhilarating, vibrant finish. We gotta come down with some of these words. Like it concludes with an exhilarating and vibrant finish. <laughs> it's a bit this redundant. Is, listen, it's good. It's a good, sweet sparkling rosé. Uh, should I drink three glasses of this tonight? Probably not. Uh, Are you would this gonna? Be, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's the rules. Uh, but but uh, but as a good dessert rosé. I think this is this this hits yeah, that's, the, the that's mark. the problem with sparkling rosés every time it's like it would be good mm-hmm. one glass after dinner and then yep. you're on your third glass you're like god I feel god like god damn I'm it. dying <laughs> <laughs> so which of you has the, so I'm not reading the questions again because Tim's here and Tim is is picking up the slack those broad country strength shoulders of his are helping out with the show so <laughs> carrying who has envelope, the show here who has envelope number one as I've, James caresses Tim's shoulders I've got envelope number one and on the front it's got uh, a single Sonic. <laughs> Well, that was the other one. Was uh, the description in the in the movie when somebody drew a picture of the hedgehog, and it was the the Sanic hedgehog Sanic. picture. Uh, so so it's got one Sanic on the front. So it's got one Sanic on the front. Uh, no little clips on the back. And uh, here we go. Let's get into this first one right here. Mm-hmm. On the last show, which I'm assuming was not the last show, twenty four two or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Sean talked about how he sort of stays away from radio and TV news uh, shows because they're just so frustrating anymore. And I totally relate. My question, do we still believe that there are people out there who voted for Trump in 2016 who are not going to support him again in 2020 as if they regret the 2016 choice? Will Mitt Romney's vote sway citizen opinion? And it's submitted by Mr. Brian Everett. Wow. Oh, okay. Brian comes in hard. Yeah, right? Thanks for leading this off with a nice frivolous <laughs> question Happy about... Happy birthday! Will Mitt Romney swing the election? <laughs> no. Uh, whew, okay. okay so, it, was, it was the biggest one in there, and I just grabbed it. Yeah, really? Okay. So so there are a couple pieces here. So the, what was the first part about... Did, did Trump uh, win because of what? Do you think there's those who voted for Trump in 2016 who are not voting for him this year? As a form of regret for the 2016. Yes. I think that's an important Uh, distinction. Yeah, yeah, that is important because I I think... There are people... I I, I posted this on Facebook earlier this week where when I was talking about vote third party, there are people that I know who only voted for Trump because they didn't like Hillary. Oh, yeah. I I absolutely know people like that. And Um, so I think those people are the ones that are like, shit. Yeah. And are probably 
are definitely or not definitely but probably hopefully not going to vote for him this year yeah so well, i mean i'll i'll go ahead and admit that i was one of those people all right uh yeah so okay. that's fun my take you know yes i, <laughs> voted. <laughs> I voted for trump because i didn't like hillary and i will not be voting for trump again this election cycle so okay there we are welcome yeah. to the team I what know, is uh, is that as a result of re- regret, regret for 2016 no. or is it just a difference of what's going on and view of him i would say it a definitely different view of him now yeah mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And that's that, and, and listen, that's what listen. As as somebody who voted third party in a swing state, you and I are, are kindred spirits. I'll put it <laughs> yes. that way. I will, uh, I will though <laughs> say that you know overall, I thought the entire 2016 election was kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, Richie, I'm I'm also pretty heavily third party. Um, mm-hmm. I'll I guess another take. Rand Paul's my was my guy before. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he used to be my guy too. Yeah, yeah. He started to piss me off lately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so let's let's start with these. So, do you think people are regretting uh, the Trump decision and people with effect? I think the answer is yes. I yeah. Mean, I don't. Some, I don't think not all of them. Yeah. I think there is a significant uh, portion of his base that is uh, is immovable and yeah. just you know definitely. Yeah, and, that, and, and, and that, those are the people who are not voting for him because of policies because Trump has shown himself to be uh, very fluid uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to put it uh, <laughs> gently about his policies. Um, they want to win. They yeah. love winning, and they love the liberal tears. Oh, you drink liberal tears. Uh, so uh, so they love that part of him, and they're just not going to be shaken off of that. Yeah. Um, but so, I, yeah, yeah, I definitely think, especially the people, probably the Bernie Trump voter, the people who are like, I'm I'm ride or die for Bernie Sanders, and then, he, and then they thought Hillary stole the nomination, and so they went with Trump. Like, those people, I feel like, they're, it, it is almost impossible. It's, it's almost unfathomable that they don't regret that yeah i still don't understand that decision making it, in the first place it is a childish decision it's i uh, it's What's stomping your feet bernie to trump yeah well stomping your feet because yeah. you lost yeah. and that's what you do you, yeah like, throwing yeah. a tantrum it's a tantrum vote because yeah. all of them are like well bernie was the only one who's gonna beat him anyway so i'll vote for the other side and it's like yeah but literally all the reasons you don't like yeah hillary, not literally all the reasons a lot of the reasons that you don't like hillary also would apply to Donald Trump, except he's not the one who, in your opinion, bought the election from. It, it, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. You'd be like, see, he won. Because yeah, it's, it's, not based in, it's not based in any idea. You, once you've gotten to the point where it's like, well, I'm just pissed off, so I'm going to vote for the other guy, you, you've completely divorced your decision from anything that would represent the, you know, is this guy gonna, or the guy or girl going to be a good leader of the country? Yeah. Like, no, it's over yeah. at that point. You're no longer picking based on that. You're picking because, you know, it's, it's, it's fuck you, I'm taking won. my ball and going home. Yeah, exactly, it's, it's exactly right. They're picking who they want to lose rather than who they want to win. So the second part of it is uh, the does the did written Mitt Romney's uh, vote in the impeachment? Do you think that will sway anything? Not even a little. No, I, I I'm no. I no, I, I, I think I would, would like to think that that's possible, but it did not. No, I think anybody who's like a principled, even principal conservatives like jumped ship a long time ago before Mitt Romney did this. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, you know. they, I think yeah, those people support what he did. But have already made their decision. You're yeah. not, he, he did not sway anything. You're confirming what you already thought at yeah. that point. I, I don't think. Yeah. Listen. Fair play. You know. Hats off to Mitt for for coming to that conclusion. But you know. Yeah. I, I don't. Think I mean. It yeah. Much. I I think it's important to stand for your principles. Yeah. Exactly. Even if I don't agree with Mitt Romney's pol- like politics, you know. I, yeah. You can you can respect that. Yeah. He's a, you know. He, listen. The guy's he's gonna get reelected anyway. Everybody in Utah loves him. He's seventy two years old. Nothing nothing's changed about Mitt Romney. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. A- any other thoughts on this question in general? Either either one. No, I don't. I think I got my points across. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jams, Mitt. I'm uh, uh, Mitt. 
I don't really think he's terribly relevant anymore. So I mm. don't think his his dissension is going to sway. Anybody. Yeah, that was the other the other crazy part. Um, not that there's any rhyme or reason to to a lot of the stuff that the the new GOP establishment has to say about this kind of thing. But the idea is like, well, Mitt only did this for a power grab. I'm like, power grab for what? He's, right. a, senator. he's a 72-year-old senator. <laughs> From, he's not going to run Utah. again. Yeah, he's not... Pri- nobody, not for president. Listen, there's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's not going to run for president. He's not going to have a primary Trump. There's already two primary challenges for Trump, and Trump's winning like 85% of the... Pri- Mitt Romney's not going to make a difference. <laughs> it's over for Mitt. Like, he's happy. He's going to be governor of the state that... You know, the state of Utah, and he's good. He's good with that. He's going to ride into the sunset that way. So. Yeah. Yep. What is I our... didn't know he was 72 years old. Yeah, man. He, he, looks, don't, he doesn't he, look like he it. He doesn't great. look like it. Yeah. yeah. He looks, I'd say, low low to mid-60s, not yeah. 72. Yeah, that, 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 he's got a little bit of that salt and pepper where it's like, this guy could be on a Just for Men commercial. Like, <laughs> you know. Maybe it's LA. It could be, maybe he's born with it. Uh, what's the next question, right. Rich? Here's another uh, lengthy one. Uh, what is something you wish your partner would praise you for that they currently may not? And vice versa. What is something you feel appreciative towards regarding your partner and their parenting and do you or do you not vocally express this appreciation why or why not this is from emily n from mom group yeah full, full disclosure we got a lot of questions from moms Ooh, mom <laughs> questions are they all to parents because well, I mean, this is not well, just... th- there's a there is there is a uh there is a parenting aspect to it but uh your partner in what general, is yeah what you what, what for which you yeah what do you wish that you would get praised for yeah, that you don't currently. So for me and my and my my wife, uh, the answer for both of them is uh, smoking hot bod, both directions. <laughs> so we're done. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, what do you guys think? So so for for those who are paired off at this point, uh, what do you guys think? I'm just gonna drink my wine. Good. Uh, Tell go. us what you like about the wine that you don't talk about. Enough. Um, I'm just gonna read the uh, the back. Of the, I can't find it. <laughs> go, uh, talk. Next episode, jams. So so I'll go first, I guess, because I have uh, I've been married. Uh, for almost seven years, we've Humble been brag. together for almost a decade. We oh, have a four-year-old child. Um, so I have a daughter. Congrats. Her name is Rachel. She's adorable, and she is extraordinarily frustrating. Um, <laughs> but I would definitely say that one of the things that I wish that my wife would would uh, vocalize to me a little bit better is, you know, when I'm having a difficult situation with my daughter, or she had been particularly hard to deal with that day. You know, just like, hey, you're a good dad. You're a great dad. You know, I know that she thinks I am. Mm-hmm. But it's, sometimes it's nice to hear it, mm-hmm. you know, and I know I know you can probably relate to mm-hmm. that, John. Um, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, regardless of whether or not because you because you do know, but hearing it and that's that's kind of across the board with most things. Yeah. Like if you're a little bit insecure, especially if you're having trouble. Yeah. You're like, especially, you know, if you had to like, discipline her or yell at her, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, I, I feel like shit. Yeah. I really wish someone <laughs> would tell me that I'm not shit. Right, right, um, right, right. Uh, but man, the other way around. That's tough. That's really tough. Um, I'd probably just have to take the cheap way out and say, you know, probably the same thing. You know, not not telling her enough that I think she's a great mom and, mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. So, right. Mm-hmm. How about you, Mr. Hanson? Uh, keep in mind, your wife is downstairs in this house. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. She she's like twenty episodes behind. <laughs> Can, can confirm she's 20 episodes behind. that is great when we periodically get messages from your wife they're just like whoa dude i you know i think i'd be the governor of rhode island and it's like that was like five, nine months ago remember the christmas 2018 episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. um yeah so in like a year she'll rip me a new asshole but whatever <laughs> uh so i guess the thing i would feel 
would appreciate more appreciation on to be appreciated for <laughs> would be uh i do so martha leaves before i do and gets home after i do but that's primarily because of the commute mm-hmm. but her job itself as of right now um she usually just kind of complains that she doesn't really do anything all day and she gets bored whereas i kind of go from the moment i get there to the moment i leave which is anywhere between eight and ten hours a day and then I do 90% of the dishes, 90% of the cooking, 90% of, uh, no, I do 95% of the laundry, and I'm the only one who takes the trash out. And it's just kind of, uh, it's like every so really, often, Nothing's really coming to mind, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> but like every so often, we're like, oh, dinner was okay. But it, it, it comes across, and this has been kind of our adjustment period, uh, like, well, I'll help if you ask me. It's like, I shouldn't have to ask you to do these things. Okay. But the, there's just no appreciation that I do all of these things, and I try really hard to not make a big deal out of it. But th- thank yous are few and far between. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do I appreciate Martha for? Uh, putting up with me when I am an asshole. Because... Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's weird. I can't believe it. Uh, no, I'm, mm. I'm definitely a great A asshole when, I, Tim, I, when I can be. But my, my, so yeah, putting up with me and being patient with me. Mm-hmm. Because when I do have a problem that does need to be voiced, I still won't do it right when I should probably voice it because I know what I'm going to say is not the right way to say it and is a fucking terrible idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, I'm really thankful for her being patient with me because I know my anger, which I don't think any of you have ever actually had to deal with. Uh, when it does bubble up is not great. Which is weird because I've told you a lot that I don't like Hollywood Undead and I thought that that was it. Like that, that level, like. Listen, I understand that you're allowed to be wrong. That's all. I get it. <laughs> uh, how about you, Mr. O'Brien? Okay. So, I think... Uh, so, full disclosure, um, <laughs> we... Uh, well, like we have a lot of conversations, especially since our daughter was born, about the stuff that we do that we don't see. So, like I do a lot of the housework, but I do that while Mary is, uh, you know, like feeding Alice or spending time with her. So we're both doing things separately and not seeing each other. So it's very easy to not to not appreciate the things the other people, are, the other person is doing when you don't see it. Like Mary does a ton of stuff, so I think I I would like just the amount, how good she is with Alice and handling so much of that while still maintaining her duties. Like because because Mary because we breastfeed her, there is just stuff I can't do, and so she's like by default in that area, just uh you know taking picking mm-hmm. up a lot of extra slack. Sure, and also like I I want to I think that I. Sh- I should tell her more often how well she did raising Jacob because she's. I know that she has a little bit of insecurity about that because mm-hmm. he was born when she was so young, and that's you know it is scary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, but the other way, we I I honestly can't think of anything because we have conversations a lot. We talk a lot about that kind of stuff, like appreciating each other for the things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh. 
I think she should tell me how funny I am more often. <laughs> That's a lot better. Yeah. That's a good joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Um, boy. So for, for me, my wife, she, she is, a, I, I am a very uh, verbose person, uh, as anybody who's listened to the award-winning Brose podcast available on all major podcasting platforms can tell you. Um, <laughs> and so I, I very much try to vocalize what I appreciate about my wife. I think... Um, I'll start with. I think that there are times. There, there are times, when we, and she and I have talked about this. Like, if she's working late, like like tonight, she she unfortunately is stuck late at work. We're going on vacation later this week, and her job necessitates that whenever she goes on vacation, that she works a bajillion hours uh, <laughs> leading up to the vacation because she's the only one that does her job. And anytime she like it got, to, <laughs> we went. We did this trip. We go to Mardi Gras every year with uh, with her family, and there was one year where she. It was the first year she had this particular job. And she spent a lot of time working and preparing people to back her up while she was gone. And the very first day we were down there, the people that were there fucked up so badly that later, that like she spent all morning on the phone with them. And later that day, one of her coworkers sent me a Facebook message saying, what is the address of your hotel? I want to send an edible arrangement to Jenna to apologize for what we did. <laughs> the first day, within 24 Aww. hours. So, so this happens periodically when, when things get really busy at her job and there are times where like, I'll, I'll bother like hey when are, you, when are you coming home you know I'm, I'm you know you're, you're home really late and, and it's not because I'm trying to make her feel bad or guilty about um, those things uh, it's because you know I just miss her and mm-hmm. I want her to feel good so I, I think I want to appreciate that she works a whole lot and it's sometimes when I say stuff like, like I'm I want her to know that I appreciate that. And I, don't, I probably don't say that enough. Um, I probably don't say like, hey, I appreciate you know the, the amount of work and the amount of effort that you put into this. Um, and uh, as far as as far as stuff that I do, uh, I mean, maybe uh, my, my commute, maybe, uh, which is no longer a problem because I got a new job. Uh, but, hey. uh, but yeah, hey, yo, humble brag. Uh, but no, so so we, when we moved out here to Cherry Hill, um, you know, my, my job for the last eight and a half years has been in Newark, Delaware. And uh, we chose Cherry Hill because yeah, it's a nice city, nice, nice, nice area. Um, but the commutes ended up balancing out. So my commute in the morning was about 50 miles, uh, and it took me about 55 minutes to get to work. Uh, my wife's commute into Philadelphia is about maybe you know 13, 14 miles, and her commute is 50 to 55 <laughs> minutes because it's going into Philadelphia during rush hour. Um, but you know, I was filling up my gas tank, you know, two, three times a week to try and get there and back. Uh, and, and she periodically does say, like, I uh, did say, like, oh, you know, hey, they, listen, I know you're making this drive every day. It's real pain. Um, but there were days that I was just like, oh, I'm so tired of driving. Like, I'm just spending like eight <laughs> hours of my week just driving. And, and that that would be, like, the one thing I could think of because, uh, honestly, most of the stuff that I contribute to the household and contribute to our, to our relationship, my wife uh, repays me in spades. Um and, you know, I think the other thing I would say is um, I, I've had problems with uh, with with uh, depression and anxiety in the past, and there are times when I have not uh, handled that well and have and basically have withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my wife has been very understanding uh, of that, even while trying to make you know help me be better. So I, I will say that I want to appreciate that more. Be I would tell her that I appreciate that more often because there are times when I'm just like I I can't function or not not even can't function. It's a little bit extreme, but like just I I cannot deal with this whatever yeah. all of this and then just like withdraw and um and she's in, you know while trying to push me and get me out of my comfort zone she's been incredibly understanding of that and i don't think i tell her that enough so yeah i, I will say that that's a really good answer Re- recently i was also dealing with something very similar and mary was 
a saint through all of it. Like, and that was when, like, I was dropping the ball with all of the household chores I'm supposed to do <laughs> because of that. And yeah. she was just a fucking champion. Mm-hmm. So that is like the main thing that's at huge. this moment. Yeah, that's a, it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, I I appreciate every time my partner turns on when I press the button. <laughs> Talk about my PS4 guys. <laughs> PS4. I was gonna say, God you have a vibrator. <laughs> uh, I didn't want them to know that. <laughs> Rich's, Rich's vibrator is on to the next question, everybody. <laughs> Yay. What, the PS4 controller vibrates. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I would totally be interested in a, quote, the way dudes' brains work, end quote, episode. Like fatherhood, dating, hygiene, shopping, friendships. Uh, like where women write in questions... Like, for a male's perspective on life. Submitted by Kate from Mom Group. First of all, um, Kate, you sexist pit. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so how dudes work uh, as far as brain uh, function when it comes to... Uh, what, what were those? Uh, it was like I fatherhood, mean? hygiene, dating. Okay. So there are there are some of those that you can comment on, Rich. So why yeah. don't you yeah. lead, lead off with some of those. Get some, get some specifics on how you approach, like, dating and hygiene, that kind of stuff. All right, so hygiene, like... <laughs> I'm a. This has been a sticking point. Yeah. <laughs> Mary's like still bringing up your three and one. <laughs> wait, the th- wait. Rich goes three and one shampoo. Yes, my man. Yeah, right see, here. I'm not the only one. What is wrong she, with you? Oh she's your storm, baby. Exactly. <laughs> she wants me to be on queer eye just because of that. <laughs> um, more recently, I've been doing a two and one and a body wash, but that's because they didn't have any three and one. All right, all body. right, Rockefeller, that's, relax. That's <laughs> Bless up. Yeah, uh, but hygiene. I'm Mega a, buck sweeten over here with this. Two and one. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a shower a day guy. Generally, it's usually like six days out of the week I'll get a shower. The seventh is my, I'm not going out of the house anyway, so why would I get a shower day? Um, or it was my... That's how do men's brains function? It, it was all, it's also my... Not I well. It was also my, I didn't get a shower till seven o'clock at night last night, so why should I shower today? Uh, day. Um, uh, what a train wreck. <laughs> uh shopping if it's food shopping i actually make a list mm-hmm. if it's like clothes shopping i literally just go buy the bag of five pack of underwear and leave because that's mm-hmm. generally all every time every time every it's time just you the, walk into a yeah. store <laughs> you have it's so much it's underwear walmart. Right it's just walmart this is an um, intervention about the amount of underwear that you have seven you, it's, it's, it's second it's bedroom underwear, all underwear and tim's whisks yeah tim's whisks <laughs> no you leave my whisks alone uh i mean Friendships and dating, I guess, kind of, I approach them in similar ways, whereas, like, if I'm not having fun with this person, I'm not going to approach the friendship or the date. Like, So I, you marry Kondo it? Marie uh, Con- I don't, yeah. know, I don't yeah. know how to say it. Does this spark yeah. joy? And if not, then you donate your girlfriend to Goodwill. Basically, basically. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Um, I mean, my, my track record for dating is not great, so, like, I don't. I could use advice for dating. Definitely could use advice for dating. I mean, first I have to find people to date in order to be able to utilize that advice. That's um, brosequestions at gmail.com <laughs> for anyone interested in a date with Rich. Um, anyone. Or at, at, at B underscore one on, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, that too, yeah. Um, no, I prefer to go to like the, the community email address so we can vet these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slide yeah, into Rich's well, DM. Mary will so, look out for sure. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need Mary to screen them and just be like, Rich, this one's okay. You're not good enough for my Rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, you guys, like, what do you, how, how do you guys approach these things? Like, James, what do you guys think? 
Oh, boy. All of you. <laughs> all, all, all of, of you, James. 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 James and you, James. <laughs> I need an eye appointment. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I largely, at least on the hygiene, kind of echo Richie. Um, so I have a nine to five, but I also have a side hustle. I have a couple side hustles. Um, but I work at a homebrew store on Sundays. So usually I probably won't shower Sunday morning because I'm going to get dirty at the homebrew store anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I go like six six showers a week. Yeah. I'm with you there, bud. Mm-hmm. Um I, uh, but I don't do the two in one. Uh, I'm no. sorry to dissent with you. <laughs> not, there. not what about the three in one? I, I didn't even know they that made is it. worse. Did not even know they made three. What about books? the four in one? The fourth part is just for your toes. <laughs> I am concerned. I, uh, I probably actually now only in the last maybe six or so months got into the, using more like grooming products. So I think I have more stuff now than my wife. Um, so I've got, um, a shampoo and a beard wash, a beard oil, a beard balm, a hair fiber, uh, and like a hair tonic. Well, I, Your hair I looks do. fantastic. I only Thank know you. what like two of those words I, are. <laughs> I do. I do the beard shampoo and I beard balm, and then if I'm going out later that night, I'll do a beard oil. Ooh. But uh, what's your what's your beard oil scent, Richie? Um, it's it's the Mad Dog beard oil. I don't remember. I don't know what the scent is. Is that from Target? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I, I like it, it is sweet and after dark. You know, like after ten o'clock at night, he goes with the beard oil. Yeah. <laughs> I can picture you like uh, like a smoking. Zap going to the club. Beard oil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's definitely me. So it was B underscore walnuts. Yes. Right? <laughs> so Ooh, all right. Mr. Yeah. Hansen, what about you? I definitely don't do a three and one or a two and one. Uh, surprisingly, now that I'm bald, I uh, am more concerned about like using shampoo on my head (laughs) (laughs) all right uh primarily because like my head will dry out if i don't so uh, head and shoulders is phenomenal body washes whatever's not fucking expensive honestly i don't care well you know if you got the three in one it's all like (laughs) 6.99 yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and i will go through it twice as fast because Mm. i'm using it for all of the things i just want to say so was it who was the name of the the person who sent us this question emily kate Uh, kate kate Kate. Kate, okay kate from i want to appreciate that emily cast a very wide net with the number of topics she wanted to discuss and we all locked in on like hair products (laughs) i mean (laughs) i was like yeah suave is great but really old spice is the way like every every answer well four Uh, of the five men in this room are relatively hairy men Mm. <laughs> yep. True. True. Is that a bald joke? I'm not saying it was, but I won't say it wasn't. <laughs> Tim, you don't have any hair on your head. <laughs> you what? what? I love what? you, buddy. Mind blown. Why do you um, think we need to get the logo updated? Nah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> hy- hygiene-wise, like, yeah, daily is probably what I should be. My hygiene is kind of uh, dependent on my mental state, and if I look like I uh, haven't showered in a couple days. Because I haven't showered in like a week, and uh, I probably hate myself. And then like Saturday rolls around, it's like, nope, this is too much. I gotta clean myself up. And then I shave my head again and uh, look all purdy. But uh, dating, I don't anymore for obvious (laughs) reasons. I feel like that question was more supposed to be about like dating for like as a parent what's your view on dating or did i read too much into that because it's from the mom group i think it Mm. uh i think i I just think it it might just be because it's from the mom so all of them are gonna have that kind of bent because they're from a mom group yeah but i think you can just say dating in general yeah uh and i've already forgotten what all the other things were shopping Shopping, hygiene Uh, shopping i'm like i'm going out for this thing i'm going in getting it and getting the fuck out Unless it's grocery shopping. I was, many, I, I was about to say, I'm like that with everything but food. Grocery if shopping? If I show up there and I'm like, you know what? 
chicken wings. I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> make a list of like I have to make sure I get these things, but mm. otherwise I'm going aisle to aisle because as far as like coming up with a menu for the week, I don't. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, oh yeah, no, that's a good idea. So, oh yeah, that's a good idea. So, see, the problem with me with going up and down the aisles at sh- food shopping is I will grab way too much and end up spending. $120, $200 when I meant to only spend 40 mm-hmm. <laughs> You sound like Martha at any store. <laughs> so my wife and I, so we, we have a Wegmans around the corner from our house, and Wegmans has an app where you can just add stuff to the shopping list. And so oh, my wife no. and I just log in, and so it makes it really easy because she wants you know cucumbers for the week. I, I do the grocery shopping for the most part. Um, and so if she wants you know cucumbers for the week, you know she just adds like two cucumbers and you know whatever whatever other products she needs, and I add mine, and then it's nice and easy. And it it's easy. separate by... Aisle too. Yes, even it leads you right through the store mostly, and it's it's very convenient. I use the app too. It's amazing. Hell yeah. Um, I, I'm also three in one shampoo guy. I understand that this puts me on par with like the average 19 year old. Uh, but <laughs> they I don't I, shower. Listen, uh, <laughs> I mean, the 19 year old me certainly did not shower. Uh, 19 year old me. Uh, 19 year old me was so uh, averse to the idea of like doing like walking through like the round the corner of my dorm like half naked. That I would just walk to the, I would walk fully clothed into the bathroom, um, and stick my head under the shower and wash my hair without taking off my clothing, <laughs> and that was my shower for the week. Uh, not, oh, dear God! Not the most successful time of my life. Nineteen-year-old me showered twice a day. Wow. wow! But I worked at McDonald's, so mm. I, I okay, tried to enough. get away with something similar when I was little because I didn't want to take a full shower. Yeah. So I would go into the bathroom turn the shower on and just sit on the toilet for like five minutes and then i turn the shower off get out they're like i'm done and it worked great for like a month and then one of my brothers is like mom his hair's not even wet <laughs> damn it um i'll tell you what else as far as dating listen uh, it's my 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 old boss said that's like date your wife or uh, this is applicable to any partner like date your wife keep going on dates you know, plan plan individual nights out. You know, obviously, you know, Sean. I, I think you can you can speak to the challenge that it presents when you have when you have children and you have to figure out what to do with them on a given night. Mm-hmm. But like, if, if you have the flexibility and you're able to date your partner, uh, whether you're married, whatever, go out on actual dates. It's easy to get into a routine where you just you know you hang out at the house or do whatever, watch TV, go out, do stuff. Even if it's just dinner and a movie, get out of the house, break your routine a little bit. You know that 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 would be my mm-hmm. my only advice. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so as far as hygiene goes, I also recently got into getting more products, and it's it is very much just like a treat yourself. If I feel so much better about myself since mm-hmm. I started using like product in my hair mm-hmm. and like just getting actually clean, so a hundred percent get on that. All right, uh, both of you, <laughs> get your shit together. Yeah. Listen, you? guys, we'll see. Duke Cannon. <laughs> Go to DukeCannon.com. Who Their stuff that's, smells great. That's my beard bomb. Duke Cannon. Is it? There okay. we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I use a Duke Cannon beard Big bomb. Big-ass brick of soap. You can buy one bar of soap that will last you like three months. Hmm. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm yeah. intrigued. Okay. Yeah, we get our soap from Grove. We get some organic lavender stuff, but Ooh. it's pretty nice. A little hoity-toity um, over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I guess other than that, Mary does all the shopping. I don't I don't like to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. I, I've... Which is kind of shitty of me. Like I should maybe pull my weight a little Dude, bit no more. No shopping. That's my that's my thing. I need to thank Mary about yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, how yeah. much shopping she does. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I. I mean. I agree. In terms of dating your wife, just like you have to. It, it's really easy to fall into a habit, especially now since we have so many screens that, oh, we, yeah. that are available to oh, us yeah. of just like the three of us 
like Mary, Jacob, and I will be in the in the same room watching three different shows, mm-hmm. and so like it's easy to think of that as time together, but you're not. So you you have to make the active choice to do things with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary and I recently we started playing like Mary really likes story video games like a Heavy Rain. We played um, what happened to what remains of Edith Finch together. That's a good game. It is. We we but we but like we're playing those games together, which are a little bit more active. And so it's like watching TV, but you're talking to each other about what's going on. Like where should I go? And so those things are really important. Getting into a routine of just having some time together. Yeah. And also, it, I mean, it's super hard to go out on dates when you have two kids to find somebody to come and watch them. But, uh, you know, you've got to do what you got to do. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to make it work. So, yeah. So I, as far as adding a new uh, corner or segment to the show, I hesitate to add like a like how men's minds work thing because this is the Brose podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, there's four dudes that we just spout off the top of our head, but I, I think, we could we could take a couple more of these questions at some point in the future mm-hmm. people are interested so yeah, yeah sure. to, to sum it up it's usually really really simple usually think of the dumbest way to handle something and that's probably how we're doing it think of how you want to do it yeah. knock off like six levels of complexity find a corner to cut and then cut that corner <laughs> uh rich what is our next question all right next one um are the bernie bros helping or hurting bernie's chance of winning the nomination would it help him win the presidency if he's nominated? Submitted by Don Barnes. Oh, right, Donnie Barnes. I. So this is this is tricky. I don't think so, and here's why. I think that for the lot of us, you who don't are, think it's helping, or you don't think it's hurting. I don't. I think it's it's on the whole. I think it's mostly relevant. I, I, I think the the Bernie Bros. We. I think because the lot of us spend a lot of time online and we have a lot of time on social media. I think that there's a, there's a cap to how much influence like the Bernie bros or like the, well, somebody was mean to another person on Twitter or there's these group of people who are, you know, spamming somebody on Twitter who said something mean about Bernie or said something mean about whatever politician they like or something like that. I think that gets a little bit overstated. I think that the perception of Bernie for a lot of people is not going to be crafted by what they see online. And therefore I think, you know, I don't know if the average voter, like, there's a guy that sits next to me in my, my old job who had, uh, you know, a mostly not finale. He's, he's a, he leans a little bit to the right, doesn't particularly like Bernie's policies, thinks he's a socialist. He doesn't give a shit about the Bernie bros. Like, it, it's just, you know, I hate to be like the, well, the average Joe doesn't really, you know, read into this stuff, but they kind of don't. Like, it's it's very much, the, the Bernie bros are very much an online thing, in my opinion, and I, I don't think they're ultimately going to sway their perception of Bernie one way or the other. I think the idea that he proclaims himself to be a democratic socialist is going to hit a lot more nerves for the people who thinks you, who just still have, you know, saying the word socialist touches a nerve. I think that's much more of an, yeah, exactly. I I think that's much more of an influence than what the Bernie bros could, Mm -hmm. could do in general. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the people who are upset by the Bernie bros have already made up their mind anyway. And that's why the Bernie bros are going after them. Mm -hmm. So like, I, yeah, I, I think in the, in the, it's very easy to be kind of insular with the with our online culture. Like, think that's how everyone's seeing the world. But like, there are a lot of people, yeah, who don't even interact with this yeah. kind of stuff. So I I don't think they're gonna have a real influence either way. I yeah. think yeah, I agree. They're Especially, like, I think a lot of people like they know Trump is on Twitter a lot and probably more often than they should. But I think for those people who like Trump, they're like, well, he should probably be online less because they think everybody should be online less because yeah. it's you know it's Twitter. Um, I'll open it up. Which one do you guys uh, want to go? 
I had no idea what a Bernie bro was until uh, this was brought up. Ta-da! I'm with James. Like, See, exactly. Think, this, is, yeah. this is what I'm talking about, though, yeah. because uh, this is like for the rest of like, oh yeah, Bernie Bros. Of course, we just assume no. that people know who the Bernie I, Bros are. I do Reddit, but I, my Redditing has only just begun, so I'm, I'm getting I'm trying to get off of Facebook, and I'm mm-hmm. what a noob. I know. <laughs> right? my, my Reddit is Monster Hunter and DN Dad jokes. <laughs> Mine is mostly. Uh, big surprise, beer and home brewing. Wow. And, um, Shocked. You're playing into the type uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> Color me surprised. I know. It's, it's tough. Um, with a couple of random things like a normal day in Russia. That's a pretty Those are so funny. I know. And then I'm SPQR intrigued. posting. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? I, I also like, uh, what is it, like data is art or something like that? Or like, they just, it's a bunch of different stupid graphs and things like that one time somebody just charted their poop schedule (laughs) okay i've I've seen that one i've seen i sent it there is the underscore walnuts on reddit (laughs) i I sent it to jenna once i was like i promise you this wasn't me and i sent her (laughs) rich really enjoys like texting my wife about like his 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 poops <laughs> look we went over this about i don't quirks. talk to my wife about that <laughs> we went over this about quirks we went over this in like episode 1.2 yeah that's fair that's fair but but going back to the bernie bros question so you you were not even familiar with the term james had no idea they existed okay yeah. um, do i think they're going to sway anybody either way no no just like sean said the people that are going to be upset by it are already one way or the other so yeah. And also heavily online. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's both of those things. Yeah. What about you, Tim? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm on board with you, Matt. And I'm honestly on board with both of you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. But I think, if anything, James not knowing who they were proves Sean's point about how insular we are online and that we more or less put ourselves in our own echo chambers, except for when we want to attack someone. Yeah. Or it's a family member we don't like talking to. And that's, uh, to be honest with you, that's exactly why my social media went in that direction. So when the 2016 election was going on, I saw so much stuff that, you know, I, I found myself wanting to either attack or engage. And I was like, why the hell do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. Nobody, does it really matter? So I made it a point to dial that back and only have the things that I wanted to see, like beer and brewing and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so Reddit is, is great for that stuff. Yeah. Your niche interest, go to Reddit. But oh, yeah. they're, they're, the one thing I love about the Bernie bros, I am pro Bernie. I don't consider myself a Bernie bro because that's just too much effort that I don't put into <laughs> anything. It's a lot of love for a politician. But yeah. the, the memes are so fucking funny. Yeah. And, but the, the negative side is that everything to them looks like an attack even if proven completely legitimate they're like it's a conspiracy yeah like if you come up with an economic argument against like bernie's medicare for all plan it's like you fucking nazi yeah. sympathize <laughs> like it's, it can you can have a nuanced opinion about bernie sanders without like deciding that he's you know the scourge of the earth yeah but yeah. i they they do have a lot of points that i think are valid uh like more or less uh, the least controversial Careful. one <laughs> least controversial one is just like they're trying to say he's irrelevant that he's too old that he doesn't know what's going on but blah, blah, blah. too old maybe irrelevant he, he's literally built his platform on all these things that he's like these are clear issues that have been ignored for far too long and we need to work on these mm-hmm. whereas everyone else is like no i'm gonna work on this thing that's already been done like 30 mm-hmm. times in 30 different ways yeah he found and the planks of his platform, and he matter. is stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. so, and that's what I love about him, is he's been the same politi- politician the entire time. Yeah. 
So you, don't have to, you can't be irrelevant if you're 70s. first or second in the polls and like you know in, in mm-hmm. all these caucuses and the polls and everything. You can't you can't be irrelevant at that point. Yeah. Some more news just did an entire half hour, forty five minutes on Bernie and the everyone's arguments against him. He's irrelevant. He's unelectable. Blah blah blah. He went through like the seven steps of not liking Bernie. And it was it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's some more news. Check it out. Okay, good. But I think my favorite news thing I've seen lately was like them trying to talk about him versus the field, which most times those conversations are him versus this person versus this person versus this person, and the only <laughs> and they just set it up as like, well, Bernie and all these polls has like twenty eight percent, but combined these six people have fifty seven percent. Like so, you had to combine four people. Just to beat him? Yeah. That's bullshit. Well, to be fair, all four of them were Marianne Williamson at different times. <laughs> um, but, it, yeah, Bernie Bros are not going to do shit. Rich yeah. or anybody else, fi- final thoughts on the Bernie Bros question? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys. that They're not really going to be as influential as people think they are. I don't think it's a re- re- revelation that, you know, people are dicks online and people who support certain politicians to a frenzied degree are dicks online. Like, it just, you gave them a name, it's not this. Like, if you had the, the Klobuchar kooks, like, it doesn't, it, you know, if you had that, then somebody would be like, oh my god, Andy, all of Amy Klobuchar's fans are just complete assholes. And yeah. just because you gave it a name doesn't mean it's going to do anything. So yeah. All right, what is our next question? All right, Rachel? next question is... Please not political, please not political. <laughs> Guess what time it is. Talk about the Keystone Ooh. Cut Pipeline? Uh, yeah! No, <laughs> no it is the Road Show! Yeah. Oh my lord, I am so excited. Here <laughs> we go. All right, Addendum you 1 came in on the right episode. Right here? It's too far away. Oh, uh, yeah, there it is. All right. Oh, I just dropped uh, the my As a reminder of the rules, basically, for anyone who has not listened to the show before, we basically look at a picture of an item from the Antiques Road Show. We decide to decide what that item is what its function is, and how much that item is worth. This answer right. key feels heavy. It does. That's because There's... this time there are two scripts. Yes! What? Ooh. Coming up. The big All come right. up, baby! Okay, so we have a signed copy of Gone with the Wind to Rose, my neighbor and my friend, love... I guess so. It says Margaret because Margaret, it's yeah. written by Margaret. But yeah, Mitchell. we have... It is a signed copy all right. I've gone with the wind. Sean's eyes are just like... Oh, he is... is so I think this is probably a wall ornament. No. Uh, <laughs> I okay. think it's a book. Yeah, it's a, it might be a book. It could be a copy of Gone with the Wind that is signed by the author. I don't think that... No, that's too That's too easy. <laughs> I can't wait to find out, like, wow, this is actually like a video game. The Gone with the Wind official Sega Genesis. I'm going to go with It's Fake five dollars it's fake oh you're all you're you've been playing that game this whole time and it's never been right <laughs> every single one is like this is a forgery uh that is only mostly true <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess it's all i mean so yeah. it's so it's obviously a signed copy of gone with the wind yeah i think we can agree on that so it's signed so so james you you have the copy in your hands who is this signed to again uh it is signed to rose apparently. okay so is there, is there another famous author from that time period who might have been named Rose? It was her neighbor, whoever this was. Her yeah. neighbor, okay. To I mean, Rose, my neighbor. Right? And, and her friend. So I'm wondering if Rose is, is also a famous person. Perhaps. That would make it even yeah. more valuable. But yeah. I... Hmm, how would... Uh, it's Rose from the Titanic. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Draw me like one of your French Johns. <laughs> so... so since this is uh, fairly obvious, the yeah. the the item and its use is just it's it, it, it just is. <laughs> um, what do you think? What do you think it's worth, Matt? Oh my God! Uh, I a signed copy of that book by the author 
whoever it's to, $25,000. Like, it's, it's one of the greatest pieces of literature ever. And in theory, signed by, you know, it turned into one of the greatest movies of all time. And signed by the, yeah, $25,000, sure. Okay. I think this is worth $150,000. Wait, wait, wait. When did that come out? Is that what you said five? I said five. <laughs> no, but I was going to come back in. If it's real, it's like 150, 160, but I think it's fake. So five dollars. Okay. It's preposterous I'm, I'm claim. I'm going to go with 100. I, how, when did Gone with the Wind come out in the 1800s? I don't know why you're looking at I think the late 1800s. Because the movie came out in like the 40s. Okay. So then I'm going to say $150,000. That seems like so much money. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Again, it's it's one of the greatest pieces of literature ever. It's very plausible. This is frivolous. Uh, James, what do you think? I'm going to go ahead and pull the Dr. Evil and say one million dollars. So I will say, as somebody who watched a lot of episodes of the Antiques Roadshow in college, uh, there's, o- there's only one item <laughs> that I've ever seen that was worth a million dollars. And it was like a freaking mobile. But I, I don't know who made it. <laughs> I don't know what its significant was. But it, they they put the they put the big ticket items at the end of the episode. For the record, Gone with the Wind was published in 1936. Okay, really? Wow. And I okay. am way wrong. Wow. It's, I, I'm going to stick with my answer, but I I think I way overshot because usually the really expensive stuff are stuff from like Civil War yeah, and yeah, or yeah, yeah. Revolutionary War. Crazy right. art. So there's only been one item I've seen that was like this like very plain looking mobile, and it was a million million dollars. So. It, I don't know. It could be. What do you think, Rich? Um, all right. So if this is a first edition, legitimately signed copy. It's also beat to shit. Yeah, because it doesn't oh, it's look not a, yeah, great. It's not in good it's not condition. A good it condition. doesn't look like it's in good condition. But if it is a first edition and legitimately signed, I'm going to say not a million, but more than the next highest. 150,000? More than 150. Okay. Probably about 200. Okay. <sighs> okay. But I put twenty five grand. I'm on the very low end. The only one person I'm higher than is Tim with five dollars. <laughs> All right, so we got some. Scripts Listen, I'm here. feeling pretty good about this five dollars. So, Wait, did James? Did you? I did. Yeah, million dollars. One million dollars. Oh, I have already forgotten. So, Clearly not listening. I am. James, so... would you like to be one of the uh, the participants would, in the Antiques Roadshow players? I would be honored. Okay. okay. Who okay. do you want to be, appraiser or guest? Uh, I think Sean usually does really good as the appraiser, so I guess okay. I'll go with the guest. So. What have you brought in with you today? Gone with the wind. Sure is. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct, sir. (laughs) We see this on Roadshow quite a bit. Margaret Mitchell's classic book. Yes. What's special about this copy? In 1939, December the 15th, Atlanta, Georgia, premiere at Atlanta uh, Atlanta of Gone with the Wind at Lowe's Grand Theater, Peachtree Street, Atlanta, Georgia, Margaret had stopped signing autographs, but her friend Rosie, who lived with her in the apartment building that she lived in on Peachtree Street, when she wrote Gone with the Wind, she took the manuscript to Rosie and said, Will you read this in... Will you... Wait, I'm sorry. Will you read this French? Excuse my English. Okay, so Rosie's language... First language is not English. I'll read it. And when she got done reading it, she says, Margaret, you've got to publish that. It's fantastic. She wrote, To Rosie, my neighbor and my friend, love, Margaret, December the 15th, 1939. That is what it says. That is exactly what it says. It's oh just, just my God. This guy. <laughs> yes. Now, the book was published in June of 1936. I understand this edition is 1938, so it's not a first edition. No. But when something has such an inscription, it would add value that would make up... More than make up 
for the lack of it not being a first edition. Well, you've got to understand, Gone with the Wind is the second <laughs> Bible of the South. It sure is. And when I saw that, I'm not an appraiser. Now, where did you get it? I bought it at an estate sale on Peachtree Street in the mid-70s. And this was the estate sale of... Rosie. Her children were selling it, and they told me the story about Margaret asking Rosie... Right. ...to read this bunch of French. <laughs> right. Well, let me tell you, copies of The Gone with the Wind being such a classic piece of American American culture... Really, one of the greatest books of the 20th century in American literature, most beloved, and especially in the South, inscribed copies, signed copies alone go six to $8,000. Inscribed copies can go well beyond that, but I have to tell you something, and you can't take it against me, okay? And I've consulted with my colleagues, and I've done a lot of comparison, and I know Margaret Mitchell's handwriting. This isn't Margaret Mitchell's handwriting. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> oh. Wow. I've got to tell you, and I've got to tell you because this is what uh, comes along often. This is not inscribed by Margaret Mitchell to Rosie. Wow. It's Boy. somebody else named Margaret, which is a common name to someone named Rosie. And I believe it's Rosie's family. It's descended through the family. The story lives on because of that name, Margaret. We checked it very carefully, and you were right. Mitchell doesn't sign autographs easily, and she doesn't like to inscribe the book. So that was one bit of evidence that made us a little bit cautious. Whenever we see Mitchell, we're always watching it. She signed with a heavier pen, a very thick pen. The nib is thicker than this, and that's consistent. The M's in the letters are quite different, and we had lots of examples. And the other thing that is evidence of that it's not correct is if you look at this handwriting and this handwriting, it's the same writing. So it would be incredibly unlikely that Mitchell would write out all this information and then turn the book on its side and write the inscription to her friend. It would have been more likely that the friend would have written all this out. That's in our best estimation of what this is, what you've brought. Because of that, it is merely a later edition of Gone with the Wind with a nice touching sentiment inside from two people who were at the theater that night, two friends, and wouldn't have any retail value being a second or third edition actually it's a later edition and the and it would only be worth itself as a reading copy and it would be worth about five or ten dollars bookstore what absolute garbage look at me <laughs> it get this gets better on shocks sorry about that ha 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 not as sorry as I am. By the way, we're not validating your parking. Do you either. remember how much you paid for it at the estate sale? Oh. <laughs> yes, I paid $2,000. Oh, oh my god. No. What year did you buy it? 74. Big number in 74. <laughs> Big number today. <laughs> my life is ruined. Listen. And I bought it with my last penny. <laughs> it's still... The second Bible of the South. It is It is still the second Bible of the South. <laughs> devastating. Guys, we had our first dud. Just devastating. And I it. nailed it. That you crushed it. Dead oh, center. Now, I do want to make the argument that my guess was if that was legitimately signed <laughs> and if it was a first edition. I don't think there's any... Yeah, I, I think that's intrinsic to all of our guesses, Rich. <laughs> if yeah. this is exactly what it looks like, it's worth this much. Tim but just, if it's a forgery, then it's worthless. Tim just knocked it out of the pot. Tim locked it. Tim took i'm gonna get a little graphic here tim took his balls put them right on the table and said this thing's a fake 
so it's just normal. like he's done the last six times, but nonetheless. <laughs> I had to climb up on a step stool to reach a table, but yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened. Good on you, Mr. Hansen. I finally Unbelievable. Wow. Wow. I Go home. We're done. <laughs> this is... T- <laughs> wow. Oh, man. All right. The forgery gone with the wind. So sorry for that person. Next question. <laughs> that guy took... Can you imagine... It took a, even a $1,900 dunking. bath. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Sucks, man. Uh, Rich, how many, we have two questions left, We have right? two left. All right. Let's wrap this up. All what right. We got? The next one, pretty quick. It's uh, submitted by your actual sister, Grace Riley. Yes. Um, Real life person. Yeah. I've met yeah. her. She seems great. Uh, what? She, did you ever resent your parents for only having like one? You know, she's the only girl. Yeah, a little bit. I wish yeah. there was a second one. Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite easy to cook dinner recipe? Easy to cook dinner recipe. Oh, I have I have my great one. This is a recipe I give to everybody. Okay. It's called poulet basquets. And poulet basquets is a crock pot uh, chicken stew. Okay. So you get you can get either the boneless, skinless chicken breasts, or you can get them with the rib meat if you want. You put two or three of those in a crock pot, cover it with chicken broth, a little bit of tomato sauce, salt, pepper, garlic. Um, you can throw in any kind of vegetables you want. You let that simmer all day, and then you serve it with rice. Nice. I just like like grilled chicken on the George Foreman, but I mean, like, Jesus, that's, <laughs> that's real involved. I like it. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Quite. All right. What about you, Tim? Um. As F- Pryor mentioned, I do most of the cooking, so I try to make all of my cooking easy cooking. <laughs> uh, so honestly, just a nice couple of nice steaks, mac and cheese, and mashed potatoes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. How about you, Rich? Uh, you guys, I don't know. You might not hate this. It's a very simple bacon, egg, and cheese I hate sandwich. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> BLT for dinner. Bacon, egg, and oh, cheese. Oh, sorry, bacon, egg, and cheese. What am yeah. I saying? All right, yeah. Yeah, it's... It, or generally, it might even just be an egg and cheese, depending on if it's meatless day or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just because it's... I, I always have fresh eggs to cook with, and yes. it's, I don't have anything else out to cook. Let me make an egg and cheese sandwich. All right. Mr. O'Brien? Um, I think I make very good salmon. And it's it takes a long time, because I, I sear it in the... Uh, in our cast iron so it takes a long time to get up to temperature but because of that it's generally very tender and like as the fat renders out and Mm -hmm. cooks with it's so good yeah but it's it's just like salt pepper garlic onion powder and then just let it go yeah and it is very it's very easy it takes a little bit of time but it's pretty not it's not super labor intensive Mm -hmm. but it's so good one of my favorite things it sounds i love salmon i do and i just throw some rice or something it. Incidentally, so so I usually pre-cook my dinners for the week, and I'll just like on Sunday, I'll just get everything out, cook cook for the week, and my my usual weeknight dinner is a piece of salmon with uh like for like spinach, uh, rice cauliflower, and uh, white like uh, northern white beans, um and uh, it's very boring, uh it's 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 purely for the nutritional value, and it gets rave reviews around the house because uh, my wife after I eat it usually says uh, tender sweet things to me like. Can you please brush your teeth before you're in the same room as me? Uh, because it's a foul-smelling uh, concoction. Um, as far as like my favorite easy-to-do uh, dinner recipe, though, um, I'm also going to shift Crock-Pot, and there's a honey garlic chicken that's really good. Um, and uh, it, it's it's... It, it's exactly what it sounds like. You have a honey, honey lemon, lemon garlic chicken, I should say, and just like a spritz of lemon, uh, lemon juice, uh, dump dump a garlic clove in there, uh, a little bit of chicken broth, and brown the chicken, put it in the crock pot, let it sit there for about six hours or so. Um, doesn't get super dry. Gets rice nice and tender and juicy. Um, very good. 
Oh, wait, was this easy to cook dinner? Oh, that's going to my mom's house. Ah, oh, fair <laughs> enough, yeah. Easy to cook dinner is, hi, DoorDash, I'd like. <laughs> Give me um, some Elamone tacos. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's it's microwaving the leftovers from the night before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's why, well, that's why my pre-cooked dinners are so easy, because it's literally just scoop it out of a plate, and two and a half minutes later, yeah. I have salmon. Just eat it out the fridge, even simpler. Skip the microwave. Ooh. What is our final question, Mr. Sweet? Uh, final question, again, from your actual mm-hmm. sister, Grace Riley. Um... If you could do one thing really, really, really well, but only once, what would it be? Dunk a basketball. Of all of them. Every, <laughs> everything. Just throw down a sweet windmill dunk. Just we'll do one really one, awesome dunk. One time. That's all I need. I just need, I need somebody to put it on Twitter. That's all. I just want somebody to stream it, throw down the sweet windmill dunk, and then people are just like, oh, Kaznell, white guy who can throw down a sweet windmill dunk. Done. Sky Promotions. Guy. You know, new 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 house, new job. You know, I, I listen. Sky's the limit. Once I throw down that dog, because no one's ever going <laughs> to ask you to try and repeat it. Right? No, I, yeah. not once. They've already listen. They've they've seen it once. Listen, they've seen the white guy do it once. <laughs> That's all they need. Yeah. I'm not saying that like all white guys can't dunk or anything like that, but listen, there's a reason. There's a movie about this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, the sky's the limit for mine because it's skydiving. If I could do that really, really, really well once, mm-hmm. never have to do it again, I'd be happy with that. So, I know the difference between fucking up skydiving <laughs> and not fucking up skydiving. What's the difference between, like, your average run-of-the-mill skydive and just, like, the world's perfect skydive, many people are saying it, you're hearing it more and more? Uh, uh, Tommy in the Power Rangers movie. Or with the with the snowboard, the yeah, White yeah, Ranger. The snowboard, oh, the White Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to do like a Sonic, Sonic Adventure City Escape? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jump yeah. off of the snowboard and drive yeah. through the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. What about you, Tim? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Think of an answer to this question. I just want to do that really well. <laughs> well permission to be really mean for a second. Martha's downstairs going. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the lottery. I would love to be able to do the lottery. That's really what I well was going to say. I was going to say make answer. make an investment, just like in like one amazing, oh, that's a great yeah, idea. like in like in IBM, but before it was IBM. Get on the ground then, floor or yeah, something. Just make one great, like a perfect investment, like in Forrest Gump. This guy asked me about this fruit company, and it happened to be Apple. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I like that's a, that's a great idea. Is that what you would pick too, Sean? Or you? Have yeah, something? it was okay. make one perfect investment okay. just like boop and then you have your just set great ideas Done. both of you uh what about you mr Allen? oh shit how do i follow that um i beer. was but then but then the perfect much, beer much like much like mr Casnell, <laughs> if i make the perfect beer then i have to make it again so i was going to say um we're gonna bring it full circle here i was going to say maybe like plan like one perfect date or one perfect vacation Aww. start to finish, you know? But then Aww. again, I guess I'd have to maybe do that again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Setting the bar too high now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe like raise a kid. Like one perfect, one perfect kid. kid. Just nail it. Mm. And then second, third, and fourth, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to phone it in after the first thing. <laughs> you can always just be a one and done. I'm, yeah. we're, we're a one and done. I'm yeah. telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You got the one. <laughs> That's okay. My mom said she'd never have kids on purpose after my sister. She's the oldest of four. <laughs> 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 So that's, a, that's a good question. I like that question. Yeah. Um, so that's it as far as questions are concerned. We do have a couple of minutes left, Rich, if you want to give your take. Um, yeah. So we started this episode mm-hmm. uh, talking about 
the Sonic movie. Yes, we sure did. And I wanted to hear about you guys what you thought about this whole Jim Carrey controversy going on in the news right now. Okay. Uh, you'll well, have to you'll going re- re- regale us with the, the In tale. the news about a month ago. Wait, it, what, two, it, been, it will have been about two weeks or three yeah. weeks when this comes out. Um, it's, it's, he is interviewing, he's doing press tour. And the question is from a female interviewer. She's like, uh, Sonic has a bucket list during the movie. Uh, do you have anything left on your bucket list that you want to do? And his response was, just you. That's it. It's all done now. She gets a little flustered and giggles, and it's kind of a little awkward. But at mm-hmm. the same time, the internet and even news reporters went wild with, oh, he made this advance towards this woman, and he was super sexual, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting here, I'm like, no, he, he, he's talking about the interview. It's mm-hmm. just you. It's done. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. I would say so. I when you when that was originally said like because you had said this is like a big controversy when you said what like the the full quote I was like okay all right yeah he said he was gonna do her or something like that I will also say it's the most obvious joke you could possibly make when somebody yeah. says what mm-hmm. would you like to do and he's like you um, I I don't know I struggle with this one like I, I think you you never know your audience but I don't know it's it seems like a an, it seems like an obvious joke. But I don't know. Like well, I'm not the target audience. The for, thing, so. the thing that gets me is his response is, "That's it. It's done." Meaning his bucket list. Sure. Thing that's, is that's a little bit of stipulation at the end. Yeah. Like I like it to me. It's he's sitting here doing press for twelve plus hours, sitting in this room with people coming in every five to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. It, like she might have been his last interview. Yeah. Like you are the last thing on my bucket list, and it's done now. I'm gonna, what do you what do you guys what think? about you guys like did you hear this controversy do you have any comments on it didn't know is a thing uh kind of with matt in that like that's the low hanging fruit kind of joke easy to make but also that's just like duh <laughs> like it is clear that if you don't want to like bring on some sort of ire or controversy that is a terrible fucking joke to me. Yeah. In this age of uh, Me Too and everything else, because one, either, yeah, that's exactly what you did, even though you may not think that's what he did, that's exactly what he... It, it, either he did it, or that's a terrible fucking joke. That's just kind of it. Well, yeah, the, the joke didn't land, is, is all it is. It didn't land, and now people are taking it the wrong way. That's yeah. the way I, I see it. I, I don't I, think they're taking it the wrong way. I, yeah, I see it... Well. I see it as a, this is kind of a Bernie Bros thing when it's like to describe it as a big controversy isn't, I don't think, I don't know that that's necessarily true because it's not, I've, I heard about it on Philip DeFranco show and that was the only place I'd heard it. I thought um, the controversy was that he said he wanted to do another Sonic movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, geez, Jimmy, yeah. a little presumptuous. But he here. wants to be Metal Sonic. In the next <laughs> but yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, I took it as the, as that as like he wants to have sex with her but and it was just like it's just an obvious dumb joke and it's i think when you have an older comedian like that that knee-jerk kind of sexist joke is is a hard habit to get out of people's radar is up now at this yeah point and so it's just like at another time he could have said that and it would have just gone under the it would no it would have gone under the radar mm-hmm. and nobody would have noticed it. it doesn't matter but i think and i think it's it's fairly innocuous i think I don't even think he really needs to apologize. It can just we can just move on. It's not yeah. important. It's like a my bad. Like it's there's no, again, 
you only know people as far as you can you can see them in, in public, but there's no there's no as far as I know, there's no like long track record of Jim Carrey saying this kind of stuff or doing no. anything in this vein. That doesn't mean it didn't happen or hasn't happened, but there's just there's nothing to suggest that Jim Carrey yeah. meant anything other than he's going for the dumb joke. Yeah. Yeah. James, what do you think? So I hadn't heard this until Richie brought it up today, um, but I kind of think it was just maybe uh, a poor word choice. I don't necessarily know that he meant that he wanted to do her or mm-hmm. had any sexual kind of connotation to it. Maybe he did. Uh, but my my gut reaction was just like, this is just a poorly w- worded joke. Um, and maybe if he had said it differently, maybe it would have not been on anybody's radar at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. 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 Who was the interview with? Um, just some lady, just some Chris lady. Jericho. So it's not like this is a huge interview. No, no it was but... it was just one of those like press junkets when it's like they're the actors sit in that like yeah. chair and then so then that makes coming. it even less of a well clearly the highlight of the bucket list with this epic interview yeah. or something like that. It's so not that Barbara gives it Walters. that gives it yeah it's not Barbara. <laughs> so that in my mind gives it even less credence that it's like not meant to be that kind of joke. Yeah, but even I think even so, it doesn't. I don't know. It's this it's, is it's kind not of that non issue. It's a it's a nothing yeah. burger to me. Like it, it's, yeah, it's, it's I think people, if you want to be really mad about it, listen. I'm sure there's a there. Go ahead. Fine, forget fine. about it next yeah. week. There there are bigger fish to fry, all around. Yeah, it's it, Jim Carrey. It's fine. He's it, been around forever. It's just like I heard it on Philip DeFranco last week. Well, um, when they were doing it, doing it, uh, when he was doing the press tour, and I was just like, like my reaction was. He he wasn't saying what some people think he's saying, mm-hmm. and then I heard it, it was nonstop for at least uh, like four or five days. After I'm like, this is a non-issue. Like I don't know why this is being such a big deal. I think I think the the, the consensus here is it is a non-issue. There are different degrees. It seems like we have differing opinions on like yeah. okay. Did he mean yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. What was the actual intent of this? Did he was he talking about the interview? Was he talking about having sex with this this reporter yeah. or whatever? But I, I think ultimately it's 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 a nothing yeah. burger. Yeah, no. it's fine. I like, think it, yeah, I I do think it's it's important to hold like with a Jim Carrey who I think for a lot of us a lot of like the the movies especially the comedies that we watched when we were kids starred him. Yeah, yeah. And so he's kind of this. Uh, this figure that we kind of hold in really high esteem. So I think it's hard to hear when you hear somebody like people attacking him, it's hard to take that because you're like, no, he's Jim Carrey. I love him. But like, I think it's, it's important to look at him at critically because he's kind of said a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And he generally seems to portray it. Like he, he gives off this impression as like, although he's crazy as far as his like stances on society and politics, he seems to be one of the, like these like, you know, well-meaning Hollywood liberal types. So I think that that plays into it as well. So, but yeah, but if you look at his humor, there's a lot of sex in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even mm-hmm. in the movies we watched as kids, mm-hmm. we yeah. just didn't catch it because right. we were kids. Yeah. 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 I mean, Ace Ventura is just the, the turn <laughs> in Ace Ventura. The, the turn, like the, the, the twist in Ace Ventura yeah. is that the detective's actually a man. Yes. That's the whole thing. And yeah. it's it's like, because I'm like, wow. And then everyone Comedy throws genius. up because they've been checking out his ass. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's a big yikes on that one. Big guys. yikes. <laughs> but, uh, when, when nature called. Spoilers. Is dope. When Nature Calls is such a good movie. <laughs> what about when he's coming out of the uh, the Ryan? Yeah, that's it's why so it's good. so good. It's so good. Rich, if they want to see any more of your thoughts on Jim Carrey or anything else, where can they find you on Twitter? At B underscore Walnuts. How about you, Tim? At Tim R. Hansen. Mr. O'Brien. At Hey, it's SOB. James, do you have Twitter? I do not. Okay, good. Uh, my Twitter <laughs> handle is... <laughs> Just run uh, is, outside is, and go, Jack! 
wine. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, literally tweet at him like, and he'll show up at your door with wine. Same uh, with Bolger, you can get him through proxy of uh, me. Tim Hansen. There you go. Do you, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll plug my homebrew club. If, if anybody's interested in learning how to make your own beer, wine, cider, mead, kombucha, ferment your own vegetables, literally kombucha. anything. Go online and look for Barley Legal Homebrewers. Uh, we are on... <laughs> That's awesome. It is, isn't it great? Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook. We Barley have our own legal. website. Um, yeah. Dad puns. Lovely. <laughs> Barley Legal. All right. Excellent. Uh, I'm on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. And of course, the podcast Twitter handle is Brose underscore podcast on Twitter or on Facebook just at Brose Podcast. Um, the podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, among others. And if you have a question for the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions and finding Rich's new partner at Brose Questions. <laughs> uh, and, of course, to Shannon Vogel for designing our logo. Uh, you can find her work at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook and on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. And his music is available at the Free Music Archive. Rich, how's it going with your other podcast? Oh, yeah. Check out uh, PodQuest and Nerd Roundtable. We record and release weekly. Um, at this, at the release of this, I don't think we're talking about anything special because nothing's really coming out for the next three, four weeks. Next three, four weeks. Okay. What about, um, no, that's not coming out. As I say, there's a, there's a, I'll talk about this later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> great podcasting here as I struggle with the name smooth. of the game. Uh, very smooth. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remaster? That, that yeah, that's right. That, in, that's that one of them. out in April. That's one of them. Um, they push it back from March to April. Uh, it's been, um, it, it would have been they, they announced this like present. three years ago. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about this for a long time. Um, but, it, but I've seen the, the trailers and it looks really good. Carbuncle looks dumb. <laughs> um, everything Choc- else looks beautiful. Chocobo Chick looks adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, um, sorry. That's all, that's all I have. Um, everybody. James, it's been an absolute pleasure. This wine is, is more than we deserve and we really appreciate your, your, your time and your, your, your contributions to the Brose Podcast. All episodes, not just this one. The honor is entirely mine. Uh-huh. Oh, thank oh, you. Nice. So nice. Thank He's you. buttering us up. <laughs> uh, say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. 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 Deuces. For James Holland, Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moose team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. I don't want to. Oh, boy.